Hi there, I'm Kyla Martin, and this is Living the Life You Imagined. We are continuing our conversation about uncovering your purpose. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about how to create your dream day, your dream life. That is a part of uncovering your purpose. We have to think about what are the elements of what a dream day would even look like. Sometimes when we're in our current reality, it's hard for us to even take time to dream. So today I want to walk you through a process that I used and I use with my clients to help you create a dream for what that life could look like for you. If you want to think of it as a vision of what that life would look like for you. And we're going to start with the old what, when, where, why, and who. And if you want to jot down these prompts, that can be helpful. This is an iterative process. So I hope that you will take some time to come along this ride with me today and then revisit it. Because I can tell you, it has taken me time to figure out what my dream career and life would look like. It did not happen on day one. But I can tell you that there was things that I knew were not part of my dream career and life. And sometimes that can be a starting point that can be helpful. So I'm actually going to take, take you back to the when. I want to start with the when, because when I was working in corporate America and working in what I call my zone of excellence, so something that I was very successful at, something that I continued to get promoted for, but was not my zone of genius, which is really how we're supposed to spend our lives in our zone of genius. These terms, by the way, are from a book called The Big Leap. And it is one of the the books that gave me a language for the life that I really wanted, but didn't necessarily, I couldn't quite put my finger on what was missing from my life and what I really wanted. And this is one of the many books that really helped me with some language for that. So your zone of excellence, again, things that you're great at, probably you majored in, things that you're affirmed for, things that you might be doing in your, if you own your own business already, some things that you might be doing already in that. But your zone of genius are the things that feel easy, the things that feel like home, the things that feel like this can't possibly be a job. No one would pay me for this. That's exactly what your zone of genius sounds like. And so often with my clients, they'll say to me, we'll be doing the uncovering process as we did in the last three episodes. And and we'll get to a point where they'll, they'll say something like, no, that's just a hobby that I do, or that's just something I do for friends and family for fun. But oftentimes there are whispers in those elements that are so easy for them that they don't see it as their zone of genius and ultimately a piece of the puzzle of their purpose. And so I want to start with 
continuing to help you uncover some of the things that are in your day-to-day life that could be part of your dream day and career. And then again, what are some things that you know for sure you would not want in your dream career and life? So again, we're going to start with the when, because when I worked in corporate America, one of the things I hated most about it is that it was a traditional work week. And it started at a certain time every day. And that required an alarm every day. And every Sunday night, I would start to dread the next work week. I would have, I always had trouble sleeping on Sunday nights. And you know how it goes. As you start to get more and more anxious about not being able to go to sleep, then it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. And all of a sudden, it's two o'clock in the morning. And, and every hour that goes by, you think, if I just went to sleep at this time, then I would get four hours of sleep. If I just went to sleep at this time, just go to sleep right now, brain. And then, of course, it makes it harder and harder to go to sleep. So for me, I, I always hated having to get up at a certain time every day, having to set an alarm. I have never been a morning person as much as I want to be. I have become very interested in, over probably the past 10 years, I've become really interested in body clock understanding. In fact, I spent some of my career at a a renowned academic medical center. I was following my mentor around to several jobs that he was creating for me and ended up in an academic medical center. And one of the roles that I had was to be the liaison for a speaker series that we did. I I spent my career doing a lot of executive communications and speech writing. And as I've talked about, I ended up doing a lot of coaching as part of that process. So one day we had this executive speaking series where we brought together really the best and the brightest in this academic medical institution. And this scientist in particular they say will probably go on to win a Nobel Prize at some point for his work on really what we call body clocks. And I remember at the time, again, I was kind of slugging through getting up at a certain time every day, this, you know, traditional work week. And I pulled him aside before his speech. Uh, I, I did a lot of preparation work with executives before they did speaking engagements. And so I was doing my normal preparation and we had a little more time and we were just chit chatting. And I asked him, given all your work in this area, could you just tell me personally, is there a pill I could take to become a morning person? <laughs> I really want to become a morning person. That's sort of the way society works. And he said to me, Kyla, that is the one thing my research has proven that you cannot change your body clock. Now, you can adapt, right? You can sort of white knuckle it, we call it. And we can begin to, you know, create some habits and processes that make that transition feel a bit more natural. But in general, your body clock is your body clock. And as an entrepreneur, I have the freedom to create the schedule that works best for my body clock and my brain. And that's why I want you as step one to think about the when what your dream day and career would look like if you could control the when. And what I mean by that is everything from 
how many days a week are you working? How many hours a day are you working? And in my case, one of the most important things was what time do I get up? And is there an alarm? Is there a time that involves a loud beeping sound that makes you want to throw something across the wall involved? And for me, in most of my life now, there is no alarm. And when I was working in corporate America in a traditional work week, in a traditional role, that would have felt like a dream come true. So again, I want you to think about some of those things that you just take for granted in your day-to-day life in terms of what time you get up. I've been reading a book over the past several years and using a process with my clients to help them identify what their body clock is. And and your body clock determines everything from where where your your brain chemical levels are based, you know, when you have the most serotonin for example, uh to what time of day does your brain do the best deep work. So it is you know, we often hear there's a there's a best time of day to exercise or there's a best time of day to eat breakfast or, you know, sometimes we read articles about successful business people who start their day at 4 a.m. But my question to you is, what do you want your dream day to include? I mean, do you want to get up at four o'clock in the morning? I certainly don't. And one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur and determining your schedule is really deciding you know, what time of day you're at your best and aligning to those natural rhythms, that sort of natural cycle. So for me, the the quiz and, and sort of the philosophy I use with my clients is a book called The Power of When, and there's a quiz that goes along with it. And part of that quiz correlates to one of four sort of body clock archetypes uh, that they the scientist has has identified and it gives you incredible tips and tricks for how to align your schedule for that. And so one of the things I do with my clients is we actually create their dream day and then we also create a dream schedule based on their energy levels and again aligning with which part of the day are they most naturally in a place to do deep work. When are they most naturally in a place to do tactical work? When are they feeling most creative? I feel most creative at night. And I I used to sort of push that away, uh, believing that I needed to spend evenings, you know, kind of relaxing. And and, but what I found is that that creative stimulation actually helps me relax. And I would have never noticed that in corporate America because in corporate America with the traditional schedule that I was aligned to, my schedule was set for me. Again, most corporate jobs in traditional, the traditional industrial age approach is to work five days a week, you know, some set period of day, usually starting around eight. And then in modern society, unfortunately, uh, most corporate Americans are also doing some work later at night. And that work usually involves checking email. And when you check email late at night, if you're like I was, that really would start my brain working again, but not in a good way. (laughs) 
<laughs> it reminded me of all the things I hadn't done that day or new things that were coming in. And then my, my brain was sort of come alive. Uh, but again, not in a relaxing way. And so it would kind of set up this perpetual cycle where I checked email at night, started working again. And then all of a sudden I wasn't relaxed. I had trouble going to sleep again. And this just cycle continued. But in my dream, when now I, for the most part, don't set an alarm, I have my days set up that align with my natural body clock. So again, there's a certain time of day for my my body clock archetype that is best for deep work, tactical work, visioning, creativity, interacting with others, exercising, everything. And I am able to align my day with that natural schedule. And that has made all the difference. I can't even tell you how much better I sleep and how much better I work when I'm in, again, the deep thinking part of my day, the creative part of my day, the value that I create in my business now. I bet you it is, it is three times fold what it used to be in corporate America, simply by aligning to what is natural to me. And, you know, as we think about your dream day and your dream schedule, again, I just encourage you to, to really observe what is working in my life with my schedule and what isn't. You know, some of us, I remember, you know, about three o'clock in the afternoon in corporate America, I would, I'd be in search of some kind of hit of dopamine. It usually involved a sugary caffeinated drink or a salty or sweet snack because about three o'clock in the afternoon, because I had been, you know, working since eight o'clock in the morning, I just hit a wall. And in reality, for my body clock from about 12 to four is actually when I do my best work now. But it's because I am doing other things in the morning, including visioning, including what my friend calls slow mornings, which I love. Not jumping out of bed to check my phone and turn off the alarm, but actually waking up in a state of peace and contemplation, which for me creates innovation and sets up my day to, again, provide enormous value in a way that I wasn't uh, on sort of someone else's schedule, aligning to someone else's schedule, the common denominator that is sort of traditional corporate America. So again, your first question is when? What is working? What isn't? The second question that I started pondering when I thought about, you know, creating this dream career and life was, where am I physically? When I was in corporate America, I would stare out the window and dream about these places that I would see on social media or in magazines, places that I wanted to visit, places that I had this fantasy of working from. But at the time, I couldn't figure out how to reconcile this, this life that I dreamt about and creating financial security and prosperity. And when I began this process of creating this, this dream career, one of the things I really thought long and hard about is, where would I want to physically be for this work? Because when you're an entrepreneur, depending on the kind of work you do, you can be working from anywhere. And so I started dreaming about what that would look like. How many months a year would I be 
in a different country, in a different state, in a different landscape. My husband and I both love the mountains. We both love Maine. I suffer from serious wanderlust, and I love to travel and and stay for long, long periods of time in foreign countries. And now I can work from wherever I want to. So what is your where? I often have clients say to me, I want the life you have. I see you, you know, shooting videos from around the world and sharing pictures from around the world and the country. And I always say to them, you can have my life. I'm not a unicorn. I used to think everyone who lived this life was a unicorn, but I realized that they're not. The only thing that separates you from me is that I have figured out how to rewire my brain. And that is what I teach in my coaching practice. So I want you to really dream, where is your where? I have a client right now who is spending the summer in a foreign country because she can. <laughs> she, she has created a career and a life where she's able to be abroad in the summer now. She can work from wherever she is. And so, again, as you think about this dream existence, what are you looking at physically? World is your oyster because it is. Where are you? Are you in the mountains? Are you overlooking an ocean? Are you overlooking a lake like we are much of our, much of our time now? Are you in a foreign country? Are you in a small cabin? Are you camping? Sometimes we camp and work. <laughs> we did that last summer. All we need is a good Wi-Fi. Anything is possible. What do you want your dream where to be? That's question two. We did, we did the when and we did the where. Now I want to talk about the why. When I started thinking about my dream career, one of the things that I was struck by was a exercise that I did years ago when I worked in corporate America. And it was such a linchpin that it not only helped propel me forward in my dream life, but it's something that I use a version of with my clients today as well, because it was so profound for me. And that is, what do you want to be able to say at the end of your life? You know, we often think about, sometimes you'll see an article that says, you know, what's on your bucket list or regrets, you know, from people at the end of their life. And for many of us, that feels so uncomfortable because we're not living the life and we haven't created the career that we really want. And so we push it away. I used to, you know, click out of those articles <laughs> when they came up because they felt so uncomfortable because I knew I wasn't living the life I wanted, but I couldn't figure out how to get the life I wanted. And that that sort of why you know, of, of what is your existence meant for? If you were writing your own obituary, what would you want it to say? Would you want it to say that you worked 80 hours a week in a job that you really didn't love, but you just happened to be really good at and helped you create financial security, but 
really just security until you could retire and create the life you really wanted. I mean, that was definitely the track that I was on. So if you think about what is your why? For me, when I thought about my why, I started thinking about my passion for helping people move into the job they really loved, create the career that they were meant for. You know, I talked in a previous episode that I used to get in trouble for this in corporate America. I would be managing people and I could tell they weren't a good fit. And I would have this really uncomfortable conversation with them. What do you really want to do? And one of the people I had that conversation with is now living her dream life. This is my why. This is what I was meant for. What do you want to be able to say at the end of your life? What is your why? Do you want to be able to say that you contributed to a certain aspect of society, that you created a family, that you created thought leadership, that you help people get organized? I have a client who has a passion for organizing uh, families financially. And that's such a powerful need. Think about how much time families spend on organizing finance and paper and all the things that are involved in family finance. And for her, it comes so easy. What is your why? What do you love doing? What are you doing anyway? I was already helping people ultimately create the career they really wanted. I was already reading psychology books for fun. That is my why, to help people uncover and activate their dream career. That is what I was put on this planet to do. But I didn't figure this out on day one. It took time. It took, it took space for me to identify what my purpose really was by observing the things that I was already doing. And as I began to think about my dream day and my dream career, I could see myself not waking up with an alarm, looking out in a beautiful landscape, and helping someone uncover and activate their dream career. So what is your why? What do you want to be able to say at the end of your life? Go to the end. See what your brain comes up with. Next up on the list, we've talked about the when, the where, the why. Now let's talk about the what and the who. This is another process that took time for me. There's so many aspects of of coaching, career coaching, that I could have pursued. And in the beginning, to be honest, I did things that I knew about that people had already been asking me for help with. When I first started my my coaching practice and consulting, I was doing a lot of the same things I did in my corporate job. Those came easy to me. I was sought out for them. It It was an easier transition. But as I continued that work, I realized that themes were emerging for the kind of person that I wanted to coach, the kind of company that I wanted to consult with. Again, I began kind of keeping a mental list. Which companies were forward thinking? 
wanted to actually activate change in their companies, not just talk about change, but actually activate change. Which clients wanted to actually move forward? When I first started coaching, I was attracting clients who they had a passion for something different, but they weren't really willing to take action. And over time, as I've continued to hone my skill and clarify my archetype for my ideal coaching client, I now attract clients who are ready to take action, who are at that, that tipping point where they're, they're just not willing to do what they've been doing any longer. And like me, they had that, they had that urge, just like I did in corporate America, but they don't know how to fully uncover what they're meant to do, and then equally as important, how to activate it. So what is your what and your who? Those are, those are elements of your dream day and dream career. And again, this is an iterative process. So start with just a few things that come to mind. And it can be, here's what I don't want to do. Here's the kind of people I don't want to work with. And then maybe think about what would be the opposite of that? If you work with people who are micromanagers, then what would the opposite of that look like? Someone who gives you freedom? Those are the kind of clients I now attract. I attract clients who want me to do deep thinking and deep work and consult with them on the future of their business 10 years from now. But that's not who I attracted in the beginning. In the beginning, I was attracting the same kind of companies I had worked for. And as you can imagine, I started having a lot of frustration with that because I thought this isn't This isn't the reason I left those companies. But I had to identify the attributes, the traits, the outcomes from the kind of companies that I wanted to work for. I had to actually be intentional about identifying that. Because I believe when we set intention, the universe rises to meet us. And now I only attract companies that I consult with that have these incredible traits that I'm looking for, the the ones that I'm overjoyed to work with. And same thing with my coaching clients. I now only attract coaching clients that want to uncover and activate their life right now. And that's not to say it doesn't take time for that to happen. Again, iterative process. I want you to give yourself grace and compassion as you uncover these elements. But know that if it is swirling around in your head and you haven't written anything down, it's going to be harder to attract that. You know, I always talk about this example when you're looking for a new car and then you only see that car on the highway. That car was there all along, but you started directing your brain to look for it. And that's all we're doing with your dream career and life. We are beginning to direct your brain to identify what would that career look like? What elements would it include? 
that I know of right now. Again, it's going to continue to to iterate. That's okay. But begin writing down the when, the where, the why, the what, and the who. And I promise you, you will be on your way. If you would like to take this work deeper, reach out to me at kylamartinconsulting.com to set up a free consult. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave a review, leave a rating. This is the only way I know if this content is helping. You know, I am cheering you on to the life and career that you actually imagined. Take a small step toward it today. If you want to start creating the career of your wildest dreams, sign up for my weekly email at kylamartinconsulting.com forward slash inspiration. This is your destination for uncovering your purpose, removing any obstacles, and creating the career you imagined.